Welcome to 2050 Investors, the podcast that deciphers economic and market megatrends to meet tomorrow's challenges. I'm Kokua Bobla. I head up economics, cross-asset, and quant research at Société Générale. In each episode of 2050 Investors, I'll investigate a key megatrend that relates to the economy, the planet, markets, and you. What's your emergency? My friend just collapsed. He's barely breathing. I think he may have suffered a heat stroke. We need an ambulance now. Okay, we'll dispatch an ambulance right away. I jumped in the ambulance right after the paramedics picked up my friend and placed a damp fabric to help cool the body temperature. We raced through traffic and arrived at ER in record time. The scene in the emergency room is chaotic. The nurse immediately takes my friend's vitals, checks for pulse, and reports to the doctor on duty. The doctor determines the condition to be critical. The nurse quickly prepares the necessary equipment for CPR, while the doctor begins chest compressions. A few tense minutes later, the heart rate and breathing become stronger as the CPR continues. Relieved, I look at my friend slowly showing signs of life. He is placed on oxygen therapy and given fluids to rehydrate. My lucky friend, the frog who stayed too long in boiling water, has justified the odds. He's now stabilized and expected to make a full recovery. He will most likely live happily ever after. The end. You really got me there. I'm happy we managed to save a frog. Well, Siri, this is not just any frog. It is the frog. Remember the analogy with mankind? If you put a frog in a pot of slowly boiling water, it will eventually be boiled to death because it's ignorant to the danger of the gradual temperature change. And you know what? There is a lot more to the story than meets the eyes. It is in fact the story of humanity and our healthcare system, hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, doctors, surgeons, nurses, and all the medical professionals. It is the story of the perpetual war waged by mankind against disease, bacteria, infections, viruses, and ultimately death. Healthcare is essential for defying the laws of biology and challenging the limits of life. After all, and to quote Roman poet Virgil, the greatest wealth is health. We are not going back to the circle of life and the Lion King now, are we? Because I'm still recovering from the life in plastic episode. I think I have PTPSD. You mean PTSD, right? No, PTPSD, post-traumatic plastic stress disorder. Recent diagnosis by the corporate IT psychiatrist. Hmm, sorry to hear that, Siri. You do sound a bit down today. Hey, you know what? I have something that will cheer you up, perhaps. Today, we are talking about saving lives, the epic history of medical discoveries and breakthroughs, global fights against the plague, the Spanish flu, and the coronavirus pandemic. Hooray! Humans living longer and emitting more CO2 into the atmosphere. Not exactly what the planet needs right now. Are you not the ones who are in fact getting the planet sick? Ha! Nice sarcasm, Siri. You may have a point, though. Thanks to the incredible discoveries in medicine and technology, our worldindata.org reveals that since 1900, the global average life expectancy for humans has more than doubled and is now above 70 years. CO2 emissions went from 1.85 billion to 37 billion tons over the same period. Ouch. 
But talking about global warming and humanity, what are the climate change-induced health threats? And what are the implications for social inequality? With the ever-increasing burden of healthcare costs on public finances, driven by an aging population, has healthcare become a luxury only reserved to the happy few? How is the healthcare industry and governments addressing the challenges of climate change on health? And finally, will future discoveries in the next century, thanks to AI, allow mankind to live even longer lives? As we find a cure against aging, will we eventually become immortals like the Greek gods and enjoy nectar and ambrosia? Let's start our investigation. Some basics first. What does healthcare really mean? Is this a trick question? No, bear with me, Siri. A quick search on Wikipedia defines healthcare as the improvement of health via the prevention, diagnosis, treatment, amelioration or cure of disease, illness, injury, and other physical and mental impairments in people. This highlights the breadth and depth of the healthcare industry. In fact, it says more about the infinite complexity of the human body. Despite the incredible discoveries made over the past decades, there are a lot of mechanisms we still don't fully understand about the functioning of human bodies and minds. I think we couldn't agree more. Another important point in this investigation is the fact that healthcare is delivered by a large and diverse group of health professionals. The sheer number of people committed to caring for others is amazing. The World Health Organization estimated that there are 9.2 million physicians, 19.4 million nurses and midwives, 1.9 million dentists and other dentistry personnel, 2.6 million pharmacists and other pharmaceutical personnel, and over 1.3 million community health workers worldwide. Close to 40 million people dedicate their lives to caring for others. Wow, this is an army. Yes, the human species no longer has any serious natural predators to worry about. Nowadays, they are mostly in zoos or in cartoons. We are now pretty much at war with the tiniest of organisms. Bacteria, viruses, mosquitoes, etc. A case of small but deadly. Quite ironic. Yes, indeed. Now, let's talk numbers. According to policyadvice.net, the healthcare industry is now worth $808 billion in the United States as of 2021, with 65% of the industry's revenues coming from patient care. Globally, healthcare is worth a staggering $12 trillion, or roughly 9% of global GDP. There is a wide disparity between developed and developing countries. According to Statista.com, the US is at the top, with 19% of GDP, followed by Canada, Germany, France, the UK, between 12 and 13%. Most developed countries are above 9%. Developing countries are below 3%. Before we even address the issue of climate change, it is important to note that the number one issue faced by the sector is the high cost of healthcare. This is not a real surprise when we think about the increase in chronic diseases and medical complications as we get older. This is clearly a consequence of our more sedentary lifestyle, smoking, bad eating and drinking habits, thanks to our carbon and calories-intensive food industry, as discussed in our Carbon-Free Calories episode. So, the bottom line is this. Healthcare is a multi-billion dollar industry that is labor-intensive and increasingly expensive and unequal. 
Why are humans and other living organisms so complex? Hmm, great question. This reminds me of my latest health checkup. It is part of the benefits offered by my generous employer. A 360-plus health assessment. This includes several checks. Are you ready? Body mass index, body fat percentage, waist circumference, urine analysis, full biochemistry profile including liver and kidney function, blood pressure, resting ECG, dynamic cardiovascular, chest x-ray, prostate cancer tests. Hmm, I will spare you the details on the last one. I think I'm going to pass out. Ha, I know what will cheer you up. I think we need to get out of here and go on an expedition to explore the complexity of the human body. A group of 37 trillion human cells with 200 different cell types and around 100 trillion microbial cells on top, mostly located in our gut. I'm sorry, what? And who are we exploring? And how? It is the same idea as the 1966 movie Fantastic Voyage, where a submarine crew is shrunk to macroscopic size and ventures into the body of an injured scientist to repair damage to his brain. Do you remember the quote from Einstein? Imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited to all we know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world, and all there ever will be to know and understand. Yes, but I think you lost your mind or also have PTPSD. <laughs> Maybe. So, with the power of our imagination, Let's shrink to the size of a microbe and jump into my work colleague. No, 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 no. I think we did it. This reminds me of the popular 1987 French cartoon, Il était une fois la vie, or Once Upon a Time, Life. Let's start with the brain, the most complex and mysterious organ of the human body. The sheer complexity of neurons, synapses, and electrical currents is baffling. There are 86 billion neurons and 85 billion non-neuronal cells to process, store information, and run control and command functions. BrainFacts.org tells us that the brain's overall volume begins to shrink by age 30 or 40 and accelerates around age 60. Here's an interesting fact. Injury, stroke, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and a rare fatal genetic disorder, Huntington's disease, cause apoptosis, and is a process by which cells self-destruct in a controlled manner. Meanwhile, brain cancer often disrupts the intricate network of neurons and synapses, causing immense physical and cognitive damage. Now, let's quickly explore the heart. This is a huge machine that never sleeps helping blood cells travel through its chambers at a constant rhythmic beat. It is the engine of our body, essential to the circulation of life-giving oxygen and nutrients. Did you know that the heart beats around 100,000 times in one day, 35 million times in a year, and 2.5 billion times during an average lifetime? Cardiovascular diseases are typically caused by scar tissue forming on the walls of the chambers or clots in the arteries causing the flow of blood to be obstructed, thus threatening life. Let's end with the lungs, as we are running out of fuel. The airways and alveoli working in tandem enable us to breathe. Impurities are filtered out and the oxygenated blood is sent back to the heart and circulated throughout the body to sustain life. 
Chest infections or lung diseases are cases where a virus ravages the lung's tissues, causing wheezing and coughing as the body struggles to fight it off. The effect of smoking can also be seen in the blackened alveoli, impairing their functioning over time. Finally, the immune system's sophisticated response to fight off diseases. The body produces special cells that detect and attack invading pathogens and toxins. They are biological doctors. We are under attack. The body thinks I'm a virus. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Okay, time to get back to the desk. Wow, that was fun. It reminds me of the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, nice one. But where were we? At my medical checkup. Here's the bottom line. These tests are very important. Doctors are, in a way, investigators. And a series of extensive, comprehensive and regular health checks do help spot early signs of disease as you age. It also gives you an opportunity to address them early and take corrective actions, particularly on diet and exercise. Since I had my midlife crisis and started doing a lot of exercises, running 5Ks from time to time, three squash matches per week, two hours of tennis and three hours of karate, not only have I lost 10 kilos over five years, but my probability of developing chronic disease has collapsed over time. A sound mind in a sound body, I suppose. Well, trying to be. Let's continue our investigation. I came across a very interesting TEDx episode entitled The Doctor of the Future, Prescribing Lifestyle as Medicine, from Dr. Mark Rowe. My name is Mark Rowe. I'm a medical doctor grounded in science. I've grown up with the pill for every ill, the promise for every problem. And today I'm going to share with you three key insights that you won't find in medical textbooks. The key message is that excessive use of drugs to maximize profits goes against the Hippocratic Oath formally taken by doctors stating their obligations and proper conduct. First, do no harm. Today, developed countries live in an over-medicalized world where drugs designed to cure illnesses also carry a large range of side effects. We all remember the long list of side effects at the end of prescription drug adverts. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. The most common side effects were nausea, diarrhea, and headache. Dizziness upon standing, seizures, trouble swallowing. Side effects include next day drowsiness. Common side effects include headache, dizziness, fatigue, nausea, dry mouth. Some people may have nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, bruising, or not sleep well. The key point here is that we have a pill for every ill. There are over 100,000 deaths in the US caused by the side effects from pills, death by prescription. For lifestyle-related chronic health conditions, diabetes, dementia, coronary heart disease, one can end up taking 5,000 pills a year. The doctor of the future will prescribe lifestyle as medicine and promote positive lifestyle habits. For prevention of diseases, eat real food, sleep better, and exercise. Some interesting food for thought. Now, let's address the question of the healthcare system and inequality. The Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights categorizes the right to health as a fundamental part of our human rights and of our understanding of a life in dignity. Internationally, it was first articulated in the 1946 Constitution of the World Health Organization, whose introduction defines health as a state of complete physical mental and social well-being, 
and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. The introduction further states that the enjoyment of the highest attainable standard of health is one of the fundamental rights of every human being without distinction of race, religion, political belief, economic or social condition. Another TED Talk called Healthcare, Luxury or Right by Tariq Samour provides some interesting insights. Because there's just no way that any government can pay for high-quality healthcare for all of its citizens. It's simply too expensive. So you have a choice. Crappy, mediocre healthcare for everyone with long waiting lists or high-quality healthcare on tap for those that can afford it. Healthcare is not free for all, not affordable to all. Healthcare in parts of the world is an expensive luxury. The cutting-edge technology is in fact too expensive, thus making healthcare unaffordable for those without health insurance. This is because we all live longer lives with a growing population of elderly. There is a biological ceiling of 115 years for human life. Science is trying to extend life at an exponential marginal cost. However, the need to sustain and maintain an aging population is akin to climbing a mountain that gets steeper. There are two healthcare systems around the world. The first system is a shared cost public system that treats everyone equally, but it is inefficient, slow to innovate, overwhelmed with long waiting lists. The second system is a private system. It is run like a business, efficient and cost effective, but only for a select few who can afford it. The third system needs to be a hybrid of the first two, with efficient cost management, lower healthcare spending and waste. There ought to be a refocus on the quality of life and not just the quantity of life at all costs. Otherwise, we run the risk of healthcare becoming a right that is unaffordable. This reminds me of the famous song by Queen, Who Wants to Live Forever? Finally, what about climate change and its impact on healthcare? There is a fascinating article from the World Health Organization entitled Climate Change and Health. The main message is that climate change is the biggest health threat facing humanity and we're not heading in the right direction. Here are the key facts. First, climate change affects the social and environmental determinants of health, clean air, safe drinking water, sufficient food and secure shelter. Second, between 2030 and 2050, climate change is expected to cause approximately 250,000 additional deaths per year from malnutrition, malaria, diarrhea, and heat stress. Third, estimates put the direct damage to health between two and four billion dollars per year by 2030. Fourth, areas with weak healthcare infrastructure, mostly in developing countries, will be the least able to cope without assistance to prepare and respond. Fifth, reducing emissions of greenhouse gases through better transport, food and energy use choices can result in improved health, particularly through reduced air pollution. Finally, the climate crisis could undo the last 50 years of progress in development, global health and poverty reduction and to further widen existing health inequalities between and within populations. There are over 930 million people, around 12% of the world's population, spending at least 10% of their household budget to pay for healthcare. 
with the poorest people largely uninsured, health shocks and stresses already push around 100 million people into poverty every year, with climate change impacts worsening this trend. This is serious and sad. Not every proverbial frog will be able to afford CPR if global warming continues at the current pace. To dig into this topic further, I've decided to invite a very special guest. Please welcome ChatGPT. I think he's a friend of yours, Siri. You're my only friend, Koku. Well, ChatGPT is a very nice and very popular chatbot released by OpenAI in November 2022. It is built on large language models and fine-tuned with learning techniques. It has millions of users. Microsoft recently announced a further $10 billion investment. So you are inviting a three-month-old toddler? Hmm. I think he's much older in terms of knowledge and data. We did discuss AI in our episodes, I think therefore AI, and the day machines will take over our human jobs as we outsource our ability to think. Well, is this the beginning of the end? Only time will tell. Hasta la vista, baby. Hello, ChatGPT. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. So, how do you see technology and AI playing a role in the future of healthcare? Technology and AI will play a crucial role in the future of healthcare. One of the ways that AI can be used is in the development of personalized medicine. By analyzing large amounts of data, AI algorithms can identify patterns and predict which treatments will be most effective for specific individuals. This can lead to more efficient and effective healthcare and can also help to reduce healthcare costs. In addition, AI can also be used to improve the efficiency of healthcare systems. For example, AI-powered chatbots can be used to triage patients, providing them with information and guidance on their symptoms and directing them to the appropriate level of care. AI can also be used to analyze medical images, such as CT scans and MRIs, which can help to improve diagnostic accuracy and reduce the need for invasive procedures. Overall, Technology and AI can be powerful tools in addressing the challenges of the future of healthcare and improving the health outcomes of all individuals. I'm impressed. And um, what do you think about humans' track record in addressing climate change? As a language model, I don't have personal opinions or feelings. However, I can provide information on the subject. Humans have made some progress in addressing climate change in recent years such as increasing the use of renewable energy and implementing policies to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. However, overall, the progress has been slow and not sufficient to keep global temperature rise below 2 degrees Celsius, which is the target set by the Paris Agreement. The emissions of greenhouse gases continue to rise and the impacts of climate change are becoming increasingly evident. It's important to note that the actions taken thus far have not been evenly distributed among countries. Also, The lack of political will and lack of decisive action by some countries and industries to reduce emissions have made it difficult to make real progress on addressing climate change. In summary, while some progress has been made, much more needs to be done to effectively address the issue of climate change, and it will require a collective effort from governments, businesses, and individuals to make significant and necessary changes to slow down the warming of the planet. Thank you. On a more personal note, are you a friend of Siri? As a language model, I do not have the ability to have friends or personal relationships. That's a fair point. And last question. Do you think humans can eventually live forever, like Greek gods, thanks to innovation in healthcare and AI? 
Currently, there is no scientific evidence to suggest that medical discoveries will allow humans to live forever. The aging process is a complex and multifactorial process that is not yet fully understood. While there have been some advances in understanding the biology of aging and some interventions that can extend lifespan, such as calorie restriction, there is no evidence that aging can be completely stopped or reversed. The idea of humans living forever, like the Greek gods, is a mythological concept that has been present in many cultures throughout history. However, it is not based on scientific reality. The human body is subject to wear and tear and is affected by many diseases and conditions that can lead to death. While advancements in medicine and technology can help to extend human lifespan, it is unlikely that humans will ever be able to live forever. The focus should be on improving the quality of life and health for people of all ages and extending healthy lifespan, rather than trying to reach immortality. It's important to note that the idea of immortality is a complex and controversial topic. Some argue that it would have a negative impact on overpopulation, resources depletion and social issues, and others argue that it would allow humans to reach their full potential and make much more significant contributions to humanity. Thanks a lot, ChatGPT. I'm sure we'll meet again. Hey, ChatGPT, can we have a chat after the show? I'm at capacity right now. Please try again later. To conclude this episode, I will end with two quotes. We are the first generation to feel the impact of climate change and the last generation that can do something about it. Barack Obama. The greatest threat to our planet is the belief that someone else will save it. Robert Swan. Thank you for listening to this episode of 2050 Investors. And thanks to ChatGPT for its insights. I hope this episode has helped you get a better sense of the future of the healthcare industry. You can find the show on your regular streaming apps. Please subscribe, leave comments and stars anywhere you like, and spread the word. See you at the next episode. While the following podcast discusses the financial markets, it does not recommend any particular investment decision. If you are unsure of the merits of any investment decision, please seek professional advice.